Hey guys, we just want to let you know about a special event that we have going down this Saturday, April 25th. It's actually one of our online workshops that we're really excited about. And we want to let you know a little bit about this. We are doing Raising Up Superheroes, Activating Your Children in the Prophetic, and we would love to have you join us. Like Matt said, it's this Saturday. This is your last opportunity to jump in on the live workshop. Have your kids join you. It's going to be a family affair, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Yes. If you'd like to know more about it, check the show notes or go to our website, www.mattanddezgonzalez.com and register, and we hope to see you there. Now let's get into the episode. The Matt and Dez Experience, Season 2. Let's go! Thanks for joining us for Season 2. Join the conversation with Matt, Dez, and friends as they share how to transform culture through family. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. Welcome back to the show today. We are so excited about this episode. On the previous episode, we had the opportunity to interview our daughter, Hayden. And on this episode, we have one of our daughters on today, Riley. What is up, girl? We're so excited to have you on this episode. So Riley, tell the listener a little bit about yourself in a fun fact. Hey guys, my name is Riley. Um, I'm eight years old, and fun fact about me is that I'm a twin. Oh, come on, Riley. We're so excited to have you on the show today, and we're really excited about this episode as it is a family affair, babe. <laughs> and so, as you know, on the previous episode, we talked with our daughter Hayden, had an interview about one of the ways on how she recognizes the voice of God primarily as a seer. On this episode, we're going to highlight Riley, one of the mm-hmm. ways how she primarily hears or recognizes the voice of God and how we've parented and just some testimonies and stories about that. Yeah, I'm particularly excited because I feel like <laughs> this is definitely one I can relate to because, um, and we're going to get more into this, but Riley is definitely more of a feeler. Um, you might have heard the term empath, and we're going to talk more about what that means but she definitely perceives information in the spirit realm in this way. And I definitely am the same way. So we have a lot of testimonies together, huh? Huh, babe? (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to have fun talking about those. Well, guys, just a real basic foundation. As you know, every person, whether a believer or pre-believer, was actually hardwired to recognize the voice of their creator. Uh, Many times we don't recognize how we process that information or how we pick up the voice of God. And there's really four categories you see throughout scripture. And this is actually some of our beginning training when we do prophetic training or recognize the voice of God. Uh, We travel, we do this across the nations. And actually the common ways are seeing, hearing, feeling, and perceiving. And underneath those categories, there's actually three variations of that, which is outward, inward, and the fourth dimension. And uh, we can maybe talk about this on a later episode, but we really want to highlight the feeler because for so long in the church, especially me and Des, we were having a conversation about this. Growing up, there was two primary ways that we were taught to recognize the voice of God, which was seeing or hearing. And feeling and perceiving weren't really touched on. So if you didn't line up with actually recognizing God's voice through being visual or through hearing the still small voice of God, it kind of left you on an island by yourself. You know, and I definitely can relate to that because early on, you know, when we 
were first learning how to recognize God's voice. And, and I was just coming into this revelation, you know, and learning about spiritual gifts and all that stuff. We had we had activations, we had, um, you know, trainings, but they were definitely limited in in how we were activating. And so when I would go through these trainings and like, I felt like I was just not hearing God. I felt yeah. so defeated oftentimes, like, wow, I must not be prophetic. I must not be <laughs> yeah. able to hear. And that's and it left me feeling like, oh, that's for so and so with the special gift. And I'm just like I could still serve God and and pray for people, but it's just not gonna be the same. And and it was discouraging a lot of times because I wanted to hear God. Yeah. It started this long journey for me that I had to come to the point where I realized I perceive and pick up information in the spirit realm, and the way I hear God is different. Yeah. It's different than than you, Matt. It's yes. different than maybe I was taught, but there's so many people like me, and I'm coming yeah. to realize that even more and more, um, that need to be set free and realize, yeah, uh, yeah you are hearing God, yeah. and you are picking up things, and you are prophetic. And yeah. you know, we want to talk more about that on this episode. And not only just set free, but also set free to help them in their parenting. Because when you're limited, that also limits how you raise your kids and raise your family. Absolutely. And and specifically with Riley, and we're going to get you to share some stories, baby. We definitely experienced some things. And if had we not known yeah. that this was just part of her makeup, part of her gifting part, it would have been so discouraging as a parent feeling like, oh, I'm failing in this area with her. Um and it really had nothing to do with that. It yeah. had to do with learning how to bring out and steward the yeah. gifts God's given her. And I think we're so passionate about this episode because many times when you're not equipped as a parent, the next thing we look to is doctors and science profession. And I would go on record as saying that many times what's happened as we've had, uh, as we've done counseling, pastoral counseling over the years is that many kids that are raised up recognizing the voice of God are picking up the spirit realm and their filler, many times their emotions are looked down upon and then they're put on medication. And it's actually medicated. This gift is actually medicated because they haven't had the training to be able to discern and get their feelings, understanding that they're connecting to a spirit realm and even the natural. And I think this is why we're so passionate, even alongside with our daughter Hayden, because we see that even in the seer realm that many times they're having these ecstatic visions and stuff. And so it's actually medicated. And it's just sad because I do believe that we see a whole generation that's coming under medication. Now, I do believe there's some, uh, you know, some real situation circumstances. Right. But a lot of times we're finding now that it's actually the way they're connecting to the spirit. So we don't know how to parent that. We don't mm -hmm. know how to bring that out. So we're hoping to be able to give some keys to help parents set free their kids. Yeah, definitely. And so before we go on, I want to just kind of help define what we're talking about when we say, oh, I'm a feeler or so-and-so is a feeler. Um, you know, another term that you might have been hearing recently is empath. And basically yeah. what this means is straight out of the dictionary, it, this is what they say. It is the ability to supernaturally feel other people's emotions. Mm -hmm. Wow. And empaths are generally people who deeply understand other people's feelings. So obviously where we get empathy from is is this idea that people who are empaths or feelers are generally very sensitive um, to things. And, and we usually kind of associate that with emotions. That's part of it, but it, it's so much bigger than that. Yeah. Oftentimes, if you talk to an empath or a feeler, they're not just 
picking up on emotions. It's so much bigger than that. They can actually be very in tune with physical feelings, like pick up things in the spirit and feel it in their physical body. Sometimes they are connected in a geographic way to land or to a specific region or area. Wow, that's good. Sometimes they're intuitive in, in ways that maybe other people aren't in, in emotions um, or in the spirit. There's an intuition that is usually pretty keen. Sometimes even with animals or nature, they can have a a keen awareness or connection. And and there's so much to this. And so if you're what you would call an empath or a feeler, you're like, oh, yeah, I know. I I do that. (laughs) Maybe you have a certain, um, you know, thing you have with God where you, you really connect to you hear the birds and he begins to speak to you or, you know, just different things in nature. And it's not just being aware emotionally of other people's feelings. That's just part of it. But generally, you're sensitive in a lot of different areas. So good. As we started off earlier, we were talking about the different ways that we recognize and Des just laid a great foundation. And let's go a little deeper into that. So one of the ways that we connect with God is through our feeler. Some people may even say discerner. And there's actually three variations of this. There's the outward, which would be spiritual information through your physical senses from people and things, which we call the physical realm. Mm -hmm. So the physical realm is actually ministry to you, feelings, God's trying to speak to you. Uh, The second variation is inward. This is more of a gut feeling or internal impressions, empathy. It's a, for for instance, I would say in this area, this has to do with me and my relationship with the Lord and more of a discerning realm. And this is always connected to the relationship realm. So you see this even scripturally inwardly. Uh, Then there's the fourth dimension. With the fourth dimension would be lucid dreams, spiritual tactician, et cetera. uh, And this is when I'm feeling something from the spirit realm, from a heavenly realm, when an external realm has to do with the heavenly realm. So it's actually picking up something from the uh, external into the internal, but from the spiritual realm. So we're going to go ahead and break that. I know there's a lot said there, but we're going to break this down even a little bit more and uh, hopefully share some stories. This is what we really want to do is be able to get into some stories and some things that we had to learn as parents on how to parent individually, each one of our uh, children on the way that God designed them and their destiny. And it's been an honor and privilege to be able to parent uh, Riley because she brings so much joy uh, to lives. And I would just really encourage you guys, even as parents, is, is really getting in that quiet place and asking the Lord specifics about your children, the way that they recognize the voice of God and some of their encounters. And because many times we'll label a filler as being over-emotional. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the worst things we can do because you're actually taking their strength and making it a weakness and actually beating it right. down. That's so good. And I think especially true for if you're a parent out there where maybe maybe neither one of you as parents um, are perceivers or feelers in this way. And so it's very hard for you to relate to your child. And if you're not a feeler and you, you're married to one, you understand the dynamics already <laughs> because I definitely know that Matt and I have had to walk through that because we, we pick up things differently. We, we see things differently. We yeah. perceive things differently. And so when, it, when a situation's happening and I'm like totally and seen it in a different <laughs> way than he is, it's very hard to connect sometimes in those moments. And the same is true when you're parenting. And yeah. so if your child is picking up on something, they're dealing with something, maybe they're internalizing and you don't recognize that and it's actually part of who they are in their gift mix, you're going to actually discuss discourage, like Matt said, the very thing God created them to operate in. Yeah. And so this is so important, you know, and, and some of the things that 
definitely I feel that um, war against an empath, a feeler, would be fear. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the things to guard against would be fear, internalization, yeah. isolation, um, even getting overwhelmed easily. These are some of the things that, especially for children when they're first learning, man, this is a gift. This is not supposed to be, you know, torment. This is not supposed to be, you know, yeah. be used against me. So good. But it actually is for my benefit and for others' benefits. Um, that, but these are the things to be on guard against as parents. If your child is dealing with these things, that you see them coming under fear and all these things. And yeah. I remember, um, I definitely saw some of the, th these things start to happen in Riley's life. Um, you know, pretty early on, and I would see her go to this place of, of even isolation as yeah. a young baby. You know, one, two years old, or she would get overwhelmed, and she was the one that would really want to be clingy on yeah. mom. She's very sensitive, different atmospheres. So if we go to a new place, it was a big deal yeah. for her versus like maybe some of our other kids. It was like they could go and, you know, connect with strangers. Definitely Riley was perceive things and in tune with things at a, at a spiritual and emotional level very differently than our other children. And I would even remember there would be times we go someone place and because she's a feeler, mm -hmm. she would look at somebody and just automatically feel uncomfortable around them. We may have not picked that up, but then later in life, something would come out about that person and she was right she's, on. And so we had to learn that many mm -hmm. times when we would go with Riley because she's a feeler, that many times discerning and as a child, because there's such an innocence there that she was actually picking up stuff from people that would actually serve as a gauge for us. And it's it's so true. And, you know, I feel like as a parent, we really need to trust our children yes. more than we give them credit because, you know, it can be awkward sometimes. Yeah. You bring your kids into a new place, a new situation, maybe someone's home and they they act like that and they don't want to talk. They don't want to. They don't want to say hi. They, they're clinging <laughs> yeah. on you. And that that can be awkward because you don't want it to come across like, oh, they're impolite. They're being rude. You know, so as a parent, sometimes we scold them yeah. for them picking up stuff. And we we have to be careful with that because I know when she was little, I probably did do that. I probably did Both like Riley quit it, quit it, you know, say hi, don't be rude, <laughs> you know, and as parents, we have to really engage our children even if we need to take a little break maybe you're at someone's yeah. house for the first time take your child into the bathroom and ask them some questions yep. like don't discipline them for feeling something i think that's so key one of the biggest things i've learned as a mom and me being a feeler, we go off each other and pick up on each other. So it can actually exacerbate yeah. what we're feeling because she'll feel stuff and then I'll feel it. And then we can go off each other and it be actually becomes an unhealthy thing if you don't, if you're not in tune and you don't learn how to steward this well. And I just remember speaking as a husband, not just as a parent, but I remember in, two, in December 2015, I had an encounter with God where I would, my feeler was awakened and I didn't know it. I would actually go into stores and I would feel stuff, people's emotion. I, I mean, I would go into a place and my feeler was so on the way I was picking up information. I would pick up what other people were speaking up and I didn't realize this was happening. I actually thought I was losing my mind. I was depressed. I wouldn't even, I mean, I literally would not even there. I mean, I was talking to Des, I was talking to spiritual fathers and mentors telling them, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I feel depressed. I feel like uh, just just out of it. I when I go to places, I'm picking up everything, and 
I later found out as I was seeking God, having a conversation, like, God, what's going on? And I wasn't hearing anything. And then finally, within a couple of weeks, the Lord said, now you know what your wife feels. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is it. And it, it was actually more than that. But I actually realized my feeler was turned on. So it now became a relating point where I was like, oh, and it's still been turned on because what I had to do is I took up a posture of thanksgiving, thanking the Lord for the gift my wife was and just the way that she recognized the voice of God. And as I came into a posture of thanksgiving, that thing has stayed on because it's helped me to recognize even some of the ways that she's feeling and actually helped me in my parenting with Riley. And so thanksgiving is actually one of the ways of honor, how we can activate something within us. And so just from a biblical foundation point, as we were talking earlier, the three types of feelings, you know, the feeling of peace, pleasure, and joy of God in an external circumstance. You see that scripturally. You see the feeling of an internally the heart of God for a situation, a person, many times in a burden and uh, empathy and, and many other things. And then physical feelings, picking up spiritual realities. You see, we see all three of these play out in scripture. We see the first one, Hebrews 4.15. For we have not had a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but has in all points been tempted like we are, yet without sin. You see this first external. Then you see Jude 1 says, Dear friends, although I am very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was uh, once for all entrusted to God's holy people. So you see this whole aspect of a feeling compelled. That's that burden. That's internal heart of God uh, to be compelled to do something. And then you see Psalms 39, three, my heart grew hot within me while I meditated the fire burn. And then I spoke with a tongue. And so it talks about, you know, this whole interaction of physical feelings, picking up spiritual realities, and then a manifestation of that. And so we've seen these many different times. And even with Riley early on, I was thinking of just some situations and circumstances that we had to kind of walk with and, and get breakthrough. And there's been some great breakthrough. You want to kind of just touch on that, babe? Yeah, I think that when we really started becoming aware more and more of um, just the gifting on Riley's life was when we began to recognize the attack that was coming against her and um, fear really tried to grip her back in, um, I believe it was she was in kindergarten, you know, she was just starting school and yeah. there was um, a situation that happened at school. And I just... Um, Remember really that fear really tried to grip her during that season and, you know, it kind of manifests in a lot of different ways, but it got so bad to the point where she didn't want to leave the house. Like she, she didn't want to go to school. Every time I would take the girls to school, she would freak out to the point where she was screaming, wouldn't get out of the car. So it literally kind of became like overwhelmed our life for a period of time. And so it wasn't a matter of. Um, just walking her through a few little breakthroughs, you you know, uh, for this fear thing. But it was like overwhelming her life yeah. and our life at that point. And so me and Matt, we really had to come up with a strategy together because we weren't going to allow fear yeah. to not only torment our daughter, but really try to take a hold of our whole family. And it it yeah. was it was just crazy. And um she just didn't even want to leave the house. And we're like, um, okay, we're not we're not gonna <laughs> allow this to happen anymore. And so um, you know, we tried different things. Of course we were praying over, her. of course we were doing all the things we knew to do, but we really needed wisdom and strategy from the Lord. And and so uh, God spoke to us a few specific things that really began the process of breakthrough. You know, one of them, I remember you remember what God spoke to you about the necklace? 
No, remind me. Okay, so one cool thing about Riley, her name means courageous. Yes. She's a, she's a courageous, courageous one. And so we know that's part of her true identity. And so one thing that oh, God yeah, spoke yep. to, to Matt was that, you know, this was right when Giving Keys um, just came <laughs> yes. out. And um, he really had this idea of getting a giving key for Riley yes. that said fearless on it yes. and speaking to her true identity. And so he had, he sat her down, he had a talk with her and he kind of made a deal with her that, you know, God spoke to him that he's going to get her this necklace and whenever she wears it, that she is fearless yes. and really, and she got so excited about it that she really bought in it and it really got her to believe who she yeah. is. And of course, she's a child, right? And so you need to connect with them where they're at. And so it was really strategic and it was really wisdom when, when that happened. And part of it is you, you realize with, uh, especially children that are feelers or discerners, they always look for a sense of comfort. So one of the things that we noticed with her is that she always would look for something either to grab or she wanted something to feel like, like she'd always like do something with her fingers or sensory. It was like a sensory that she needed Mm -hmm. something to sense. So I felt like the Lord said, hey, if you give her the key, it'd be like a sensory point mm-hmm. where she can buy into it. It was actually the wisdom of the Lord. And I just remember even at that time getting prophetic words about her mm-hmm. from random people. Yeah. Just random people would yep. give us prophetic words about her and really uh, understanding that she had a high prophetic call. So that way, that's why we realized like, man, this is a real serious attack, not only against her identity and her destiny, but it was actually impacting the family. Yeah. And, you know, whenever we named our children, of course, I know probably a lot of you guys do this. You seek the Lord and really um, want to name them according to their yeah. identity. And we, I, I mean, sh- like she said, she's a twin. And so, <laughs> you know, people always ask us, like, how did you know twin A was Peyton and twin B was Riley? Like, how did you name them? And I was like, I don't know really how to answer that. I just know. I just knew she was Riley. I just knew it. And yeah. she was she was twin B. And even in the womb, you know, or twin pregnancy is different than a regular pregnancy. So they have to monitor you the last month. And you have to go in weekly and they, they check everything and they put, you know, the monitors on you and check all the, the heartbeat and everything. And Riley, <laughs> she would always hide, you know, and she would always <laughs> fall off yeah. the monitor. And I would have to stay extra yes. long because they wanted to make, you know, get the monitor on right and everything. And I just knew, <laughs> I knew when she was in the womb, like, this girl, she's a fighter. She's a determined one. Yeah. I knew she's like, she's going to break through in a lot of ways. And it's, it's so true. She is not only... A feeler, but she is the one of the most determined, yes. hardest little workers I've ever yeah. seen in my life. And, you know, it kind of brings us back to where the breakthrough started to happen. You know, we, we started with this key, you know, and I did seek out some medical um, care because I wanted to make sure that she was okay. You know, as a parent, you, you know, you do all the things. You do all the things because you want to care for your children. And so I did go just to the doctor, the children, um, psychologist. And, you know, he, he had some good stuff to say, you know, it was, don't focus on the minor and make it a major. And I was like, okay, that's really good. I can work with that because, you know, she was having some things going on in, in her physical body. She was having some, some stomach issues and some urinary tract issues. And so, you know, we definitely wanted to check things out medically. And the conclusion was, it's it's already what I knew, but I, you know, I wanted to verify it. She was fine physically. 
Um, but as you guys know, I'm sure you've heard that a lot of times all emotional things, we process uh, our emotions in our gut oftentimes. Yes. And so if, if your child is experiencing a lot of stomach issues, digestive issues, um, urinary issues, you know, there's probably something more going on than just a physical issue. Emotional and so, memory, yep. yeah. And so we, we knew that to a certain extent, but we were still having the issues. Right. And then after I, we went to the doctor, it was kind of like a, oh, duh, kind of moment because I really felt like the Lord was saying that we've been focusing on the problem instead of gazing and focusing on the solution yeah. that was right before us. And really the solution was flipping it and speaking to who she is and her identity. That's where the breakthrough lies, not in focusing on the problem. You know, it gets you so locked in. When you focus on the problem, it gets you so locked in. It's just like a downward spiral into, it sucks you in. If you yeah. focus on the fear, you focus on the physical issues your you know, your child's having, you focus on all the emotional trauma that's going on in their life and in the, that they're causing in the family because it became this point of conflict. It really did. It was it was it was more than just oh Riley's having a hard time right now. It became a point of conflict in our whole family because it was restricting us from going places. Uh, the rest of the kids were like, oh, I want to go here, I want to go there, and and she would just flip out, and it, it just became a really big deal. And it was the problem just kept growing bigger and bigger, and to the point where we like. Okay, this is not the culture that we are creating in our family, right? And this is not a point of blame. We're not yeah. blaming Riley no. at all. We're not mad at her for the things that are going on. But it got us to point our eyes in a different direction. For a period of time, we were focusing on the problem. We didn't mean to do that, but yeah. we were. And once we shifted and started seeking the solution and asking intentionally for the solution and for the spirit of wisdom, that's when we started hearing clearly. Yeah. And I think many times what parents do, and, and this is what we learn, is that when you do focus on the problem, it brings the pressure on other kids that you're parenting. It brings the pressure on, on even our marriage. There's pressure on our marriage, you know? And so what happens is, there's two things. We either avoid it and, you know, when you avoid something, it only enhances it many times when it's, a, especially even when it's a negativity or it's actually a, a fear. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for this because, you know, I've told a lot of my stories about some of the things I've walked through in my personal life on on past episodes. Um, but every single mother issue or mother wound I had, this was just another layer, right? Yeah. Another layer of healing for me. Because as the mother, I'm supposed to know what to do in these situations, right? I'm mom and she's the child. But all of the things that she was going through was liter literally triggers for yeah. me. And so not only was it opportunity for Riley to get breakthrough, it was an opportunity for me to get breakthrough and overcome these these lies, the the fear, all of the things that were trying to bring more guilt and more shame over the things that I was dealing with. And my good mom, I don't know what I'm doing. I, you know, I'm doing this wrong. I don't, I can't hear, you know, all of the things that were trying to come at me. It was, it was an opportunity for me to really rise up and say, no, I can do this. And actually I have the greatest teacher and the greatest helper that ever was who is and is to come. come the on. Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher and he is going to teach me how to so parent cool. her the way she needs to be parented. And that's what began to happen. Yeah. And so what happens, it's either avoidance 
or it's uh, it's actually when you come into an area where you just give all your attention towards that more of a uh, a coddling, yeah, more of a coddling. And so with that, what happens is everybody else in the family begins to lose out. You know, your other children begin to lose out. Mm-hmm. So you have to find that balance, and that's really what we were looking for. And and ultimately, a lot of times, and we've seen this, it becomes a codependent relationship. Yes. Um, between the parent that has those issues and the child that is manifesting those issues. Yep. And so it's it's this weird kind of familiar spirit kind of codependent. Oh, I can relate. So let me be the one that is the answer for you. And it becomes a really unhealthy dynamic. Yeah. And that is exactly what I did not want to happen. And thank the Lord that he began to show me during that time, like what it meant to parent and what it meant to be the child and what my role as a mother was in this situation, because I could have reverted back to all the things, you know, everything she was dealing with, like the, like I said, I was getting triggered. And so I could have went into that place and been the victim and let it, you know, overtake me and overwhelm me. And there was probably moments where that happened, but, but thank the Lord that he really brought exposure and shined a light on what was really happening so that we both could get breakthrough. Cause I feel like yes. sometimes these situations with our children, there's such a bigger picture to this and yes. we, we see them as individual situations. And a lot of times it's so much greater than that. And the freedom is meant not just for them. It's meant really for the whole generational line, I yeah. believe, because once you get the breakthrough you get the breakthrough as a parent, she gets the breakthrough as the child, and then it just doesn't stop there. Like we now have tools that we get to carry for the rest of our life and we get to, you know, release breakthrough in other people's lives. Yeah. And the key was the balance was actually unity, the power unity. So it came with me and Des have to sit down and have a conversation and we had to come into agreement about some things. Once again, if two or three people agree about anything, Right? What happened? God's presence shows up. And this was even in this aspect, we had to come into agreement. We had to be on the same page. So it started with a conversation with us saying, this is how we're going to handle the situation. This is what we're going to give attention to. This is what we're not going to give attention to. Mm -hmm. And we made it a prayer strategy. So we started praying and we prayed from a place of agreement. And then all of a sudden we saw a breakthrough begin to happen. Yeah. So one of the things, you know, we started with was the necklace thing practically. And we, we began to do prayers with Riley, age appropriate prayers and lead her through things so that she began to realize that she had the power in herself. It wasn't just mom and dad were praying over her, that we were leading her through prayers that she would understand that she has the authority. She has authority to overcome fear and break fear off of her life. And so we began strategically to do those kind of prayers with her. And right in the midst of all of this, you know, was (laughs) kind of strategically, God began to transition us and our, and God began to speak to us that we, our whole family was in a season of transition. And I believe looking back that she was probably picking up on a lot of that before we even recognized it. And so let, let me fast forward. We began to start the process of transition and God moved us, um, you know, from the city we were born and raised. And and you guys probably know the story. If you've heard past episodes that God moved us to Vacaville, a whole new place, whole new everything. And so of course, in the process of that, um, that meant the kids were going to go to a new school and that caused a lot of, um, I guess I don't, I don't want to say worry, but it probably was worry because (laughs) of everything we had just walked through with her. And we were beginning to see 
break through with her, I was very hesitant. Like that was one of my top concerns in all of it was like, oh my gosh, how is she going to adjust? Because she doesn't do well generally with new places, new people, and especially after just getting some breakthrough in this area, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was like, Lord, like we obviously are going to obey you and we're going to go, but you, you've got to have our kids. Like you've got to, I I just was like, that was my plea with the Lord, you know? And so we ended up moving, of course, and it's so cool how God does things because it's always greater beyond anything that you could ever expect or imagine, you know, and (laughs) our kids all transitioned way better than us. Yeah, better than we did. (laughs) And, you know, there was so many times where we would check in with them just to see, you know, because they just acted like they loved their new school and they loved where we live. They loved everything. And we're like, you guys doing good? You guys miss, (laughs) you know, you you miss Stockton, you miss friends. No, we're good. We love our new school. We love, you know, we're like, okay, cool. But one of the major things that kind of lingered in Riley's life starting from kindergarten was because of the whole fear thing that we were dealing with, she really got shut down in her confidence Mm -hmm. and it carried over in a lot of areas, specifically her schooling and her learning. And so that was a huge deal because if you can imagine, of course, she shared that she's a twin. And so that just brought another level of a comparison thing. They're fraternal twins you know, they're individuals, but they are twins. That means they're the same age, right? They go through stages of life at the same time. So they're aware of comparison in the fact that I'm not at the same pace as my sister. So we never have done that, but they're already aware of it just because they're in the same grade, they're in the same class and all of that kind of stuff. And so once we moved, became a parent and the teacher at the time, (laughs) I was um, not um, super fond of, let me just say that, because <laughs> she was exacerbating the um, the thing that Riley was going through. She was actually not helping with the solution. She was, um, she was highlighting the things that Riley was, quote unquote, lacking in. And she basically said by the end of her first grade year that she there's no way she could recommend her moving on. She needs to repeat first grade. And I'm not going to lie, Mama Bear rose up a little bit. (laughs) I'm not going to lie because I see what's in Riley and I see how brilliant she is. And so I I got a little bit upset. I was not rude to her and I did not like dishonor her in any way. But I told the the teacher at the time, she said, you know what I'm going to say, right? I said, yeah, I do know what you're going to say. And I disagree with you. (laughs) I said it in a gentle way, but I was like, I'm putting my foot down. And I just knew that <laughs> that that's not what the plan was for her. And so we really sought the Lord. We really did. Like that whole summer, it was it was a hard thing because we wanted what was best for Riley. We didn't yeah. want to make the decision based on anything but what was the best decision for her. But so we decided at that point to bring her into the decision and we began to ask her like what she wanted. And Um, We just made her very aware that, you know, it's okay. You learn differently and it's okay. And, you know, you're probably going to need a little extra help and you're going to have to focus and work hard. But she was determined and she she 
she said, I want to stay with my sister and I want to go to second grade. So yeah. I said, okay, we are joining our faith with yours. Come on. And that is where we're going to stand. And so, you know, she began tutoring and she just began to get breakthrough after breakthrough. <laughs> yes, she did. And her confidence, you know, began to increase. And once she got to second grade, and this is where I want to emphasize the whole feeler aspect of it. Game changer. And this, this is such a big deal, guys. If you have a child who is not jiving with their teacher, um, there's probably a reason for that. And I'm not saying just to pull them out and and just, you know, it doesn't have to be that drastic. Yeah. But if God's speaking to you to do that, then, then I would really lean into that. But what we found was once she changed teachers um, and she felt a heart connection with her, she felt safe with her, literally overnight she changed. And it's such a big deal. And her environment was such a big deal. And we had a meeting with her second grade teacher the first yeah. week. And Matt and I walked away crying yeah, because did. she looked at us in the, in the eye and she said, however I need to help as your children's teacher, whatever I need to do to see them excel, that is my role. Yeah. And we were literally crying because she really cared. She really wanted our kids to excel. And I am not speaking negatively over the other teacher, but I just didn't feel the same way. I didn't feel her heart connecting with my child. And so once this new teacher began to connect heart to heart, yeah. Riley, her confidence returned overnight. Yep. And there was one specific instance that I want her to share because it changed everything. And, you know, I would just say even this is that as a parent, one of the things that we realize, and this is why we need to see reformation even in the educational realm, is that many times we still, the education still teaches the different ways that people learn, but what they don't take into account is also even just the the, the spirit realm. And as Riley is a feeler, as mm -hmm. we're talking about this, what happened was she needed to be able to feel comfort. That was actually one of the ways that was going to help her to excel and actually the whole feeling to get some communication and some understanding in that. And so because there wasn't, that wasn't taken into play from the teacher, it just heightened mm -hmm. the fear. It just heightened things. And many times when you don't understand that aspect and you don't bring the spiritual realm or understand even some of the ways of how other people connect outside of just even just emotions or the natural, you miss a really important aspect of how we were created in the image of God that when it's left out plays a significant role in the way we educate and actually uh, raise our children. And when you don't have that educational realm, you actually can miss a huge part and actually isolate and actually enhance what the child is actually going through. And so we are so excited to even talk about this breakthrough. And <sighs> I just think it's so important because it was literally the first week of school in this new school year with this new teacher. And once she felt a sense of safety, she felt belonging, she felt accepted, she felt understood. Yeah. Riley had an encounter with God Yeah. on the way to school one day. So we were driving on our way to school. I was me and the girls and we were doing our prayers and declarations like we do every morning. And I get done and I say, amen. And Riley says, Mom, God just showed me a picture. I was like, <laughs> yes, I oh, cool, Riley. What, what happened? And she began to tell me what she saw. And, you know, I mean, if you if you, some of your kids see things like 
we explained with Hayden a few weeks ago. She's a seer, and so she'll see different pictures. But generally, it it may be one image or something. But she had more yeah. than just a picture. It was literally a vision. And she began to explain to me what she saw. And I am like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is so powerful. She said, Mom, when I was closing my eyes when you were praying, she said, God showed me a picture. So here's Riley sharing what happened. I saw um, um, a phone and something was flying. And and it was an angel and then God walked in and um and um and then he said those mysteries inside and then I opened he left and then I opened the box and I saw these crystals and they and um And then um, I I connect the crystals and and it was a picture of me and God. Wow! Come on, girl, that is such a powerful encounter. And you know what? I think that you know it was an amazing encounter, and it was powerful. Just the fact that she, you know, had an encounter with God, yeah. and that was encouraging. But you know what the even better part of this was? You know, she got out of the car after we talked for a little bit and we discussed what it meant and, you know, and everything. And I was just like bawling like a baby. (laughs) Um, She was about to walk away from the car. And I looked at her and I said, Riley, you remember this baby? I said, Riley, (laughs) do you realize you just heard God? You just had an encounter with God. And she looked at me in the face with the most confident look I've ever seen on her. And she smiled so big. And she said, yeah, I know. And I was like, Come oh my gosh, this girl, something just shifted. And I knew it and I felt it. And from that day on, something was different about her. Yeah. And I don't know how to fully put it into words, but she had a confidence about her that didn't um like we're in certain situations where she may have been more timid or a little shy or a little reserved i felt like that started to just break off of her a little bit and you know she started getting more confident in the classroom and even in her learning she started like um just dedicating herself even more and she was like determined to learn and she started getting things so much quicker cuz prior to that day they were i mean her tutor and teacher were were yeah. speaking things over her not in a bad way or not in a way that they meant it for harm but they were seeing some you know, some things that look like maybe a dyslexia kind of thing. And, um, you know, she's watching that very carefully. She wasn't speaking it over her like a word curse or anything, but she was just, you know, because she had dealt with that quite a few times. And so, um, but after this point, I I don't think she's mentioned that word since then. Isn't that crazy? And I'm just so thankful that God, you know, it was so much more than just like her parents praying over her. Obviously, we do that and we did that and we still do that. But she had her own personal revelation, her own encounter with the Lord, and it changed everything. Wow. You know, let's just pray right now, Riley, me and you. Let's just pray for the listener who may be dealing with fear, okay? Let's just pray together. Say, Father God, 
Father God, we pray for the listener. We pray for the listener who's dealing with fear. Who's dealing with fear? And who's a feeler? And who's a feeler? We just call their emotions. We just call the emotions into right alignment. Into right alignment with your kingdom. With your kingdom. And we release courage. And we release courage and boldness. And boldness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we just release Riley's breakthrough, and also the grace. That Riley carries on her life, for we understand her personal breakthrough becomes a por- corporate breakthrough, and we release that on the airwaves to the listener. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And babe, why don't you let's just just end with you just praying and releasing the grace over parents right now. Okay. Yes, Lord, we just thank you right now for the listener, for the parents out there who are parenting um, a child that's a feeler who picks up. Th- on things in their senses. Um, Lord, we just declare a release of strategy. The spirit of wisdom will come upon them. Lord, I just break all shame, all guilt, all lies of the enemy that tried to tell them that they are inadequate parents. Lord, I break every lie and I just declare the truth of who they are would just come upon them right now, God. And I just thank you for strategy and wisdom that you are giving them right now, Holy Spirit, that you would show them what their child needs for breakthrough in this area, whether it's fear, whether intimidation Mm. or internalization or isolation or anything that the the enemy has tried to steer their child in the wrong direction. Lord, we just declare that you would bring their child focus. You would bring their child discipline and the ability to communicate what's going on on the inside. God, give us keen awareness and how to, how to communicate with our children. Lord, that we would be a good steward of the gifts that are within them, that we understand that they're all so perfectly different. Lord, that you would give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear what you're doing within our children. And we would know how to parent them according to your spirit, Lord. And we just thank you. We bless you. We bless you, parents. (laughs) Yes. And everything God's doing in your child and in your lives and family. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. Well, guys, thank you for tuning into this episode today. Hey, remember, family is where life begins, destiny is found, identity is enhanced, and love never ends. If this podcast has enriched your life, make sure to subscribe. And would you share this podcast with a friend or family member, specifically those even dealing with this topic, as we believe it will release breakthrough and grace. And it also helps us to extend our reach. Thank you for listening to the show today. Until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. We are out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.